0: Do, do you want to know something funny? I was on a podcast, like, four years ago, fully not knowing what a podcast was, and I was, I was like, fuck, because I, I, I really wanted to be cool, so I just didn't pay attention to what podcasts were
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, during the big podcast boom mm-hmm. of whenever the fuck they decided to get Probably popular. Like
1: 2014, 2015. Yeah,
0: and so I was like, when I was invited to be a contributor to this podcast, I'm like, sure, and I wrote a bunch of sketches and the sketches all had visual gags in what? them. What I didn't know what a podcast what
1: did was. You, so what was your what was your thought? I
0: wasn't. I didn't have a thought because I was on drugs at the time. Ah yes. And so I was just like, oh yeah, sketches, right? Sketches. And then the guys were like, hey Daniel, <laughs> you know we can't see anything, right? Oh. Like what? This, the the things you write, those were visual puns and. This is a pot, this is like radio. You know what a podcast is, right? I had to be like,
1: "Oh, no. Uh, I would pass away. I, I almost, almost did I, oh, I hate being embarrassed. Oh wow.
0: Well, I was far too um inebriated to be embarrassed. I was just like, you just don't understand my art. Man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast where we go absolutely cuckoo bananas over our favorite characters from Degrassi The Next Generation. I'm Keely Bell, and you can join me every week with a special guest to talk about how these characters did whatever it takes and how exactly they made it through.
0: Also, are we going to mention that this is the second time
1: yes. that we've had to record- L- Look, look, <laughs> I was gonna say it. I am... A host. I know what to do. So um clearly Daniel and I just need rehearsal when we do these things is what we're saying. Because we did that with the first episode. We tried it, didn't work out, we have to re-record it. Second episode, tried it, didn't work out, and we have to re-record it. Why didn't this one work out?
0: <laughs> um, well, many things. Um I'm very loud and we, we um we, we broke sound barriers by being this close to the mic. Mm-hmm. Just you, you have to remember like keep a certain distance otherwise suddenly um you sound like you're dying in a horror movie. Yeah,
1: it was uh it was a mic that I wasn't used to using, and so I didn't know what to do with it. So, uh we we recorded and then we listened back and we were like, "Ooh, our voices sound um like the very top of a roller coaster. You know that sound? Yeah. That sound. But all the time. But all the time. For an hour. Yeah. So change. And also we weren't on our best that night. We were a little, a little hot. It was a little, we were, I was a little just meh that day. And I wasn't very prepared. Am I prepared today? Good question. But.
0: <laughs> but are we hot? Yes. <laughs> we're very hot. We're very attractive. Yep. Um. And since you can see this because it's a podcast, you can
1: verify.
0: Um, I dyed my hair pink. Uh,
1: uh, we are, this is a week of transformations. Yes. What have I, how have I transformed? Um, I walked, I walked in front of a mirror at my job today that made me look so skinny. Yeah. <laughs>
0: this was a fun house mirror, but, but one that happened to work. In her favor, question
1: mark? Yes, that was, this was, uh, that, that was my transformation of the day. <laughs> but uh, welcome, I almost clapped, that was a bad idea. Welcome back, uh, if you listened to last week, or you know, two weeks ago, considering we missed a week for the day that uh, we recorded and it didn't work out. But welcome back to Cuckoo Bananas, a Degrassi the Next Generation podcast, which is the official name, i oh, not going to click my tongue. But I, um, I had said before that it was the Cuckoo Bananas podcast. I decided that that name is a little uh, little Well, I don't like it. So I'm doing Cuckoo Bananas exclamation point, a Degrassi, the next generation podcast. She really just wanted um,
0: us to devolve into sort of a high school, the musical, the musical, the series, um, just reference point.
1: So, yeah. Welcome back. Um, If you heard us last week, you'll know that I am Keely, And I'm Daniel. And we are roommates who recently had a Degrassi The Next Generation rewatch over the summer. I am a Degrassi stan. I love it a lot, and it's my favorite show of all time. I rewatch it often. Daniel, this was his first time seeing the whole series all the way through.
0: Yeah, I had caught it sporadically, but like, was never like... We're gonna watch this all the way through, but it still had a profound
1: effect on my um, on my development as a as a young teen. Yes, and if you would like to hear how it affected us as young teens, listen to the first episode if you haven't already, because we <laughs> delved into how we uh, how we got into the series, and it was a lot of fun. There's passion, there's drama, there's ferocity. Uh, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, uh, a little bit of housekeeping. I have created an email for this podcast so that people can email us if they please, if you want to. Cause you know, some of these weeks we might, me and my special guest, Daniel won't be here every week, but this week he is here. Um, me and my special guest might read off your emails or you can just email me because, and we can talk about Degrassi because I need more friends and that would be great. I love building communities. So do you have any housekeeping?
0: Um, I have to sweep the floor. Ha ha ha.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, my only housekeeping is, uh, I don't know, I'm worried about my, po- about my pork roast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: This is 25! <laughs> we're
0: learning how to make food without any effort in research going in. Yep. I said, we're going to throw a bunch of ingredients and in. we're going to throw it all into a pot and hope it works out. And to my shock and awe and surprise, it's not going very well.
1: So <laughs> it's th- going fine. It'll
0: be it'll be okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. If I shit myself to death tonight, um, just re- I'll remember your podcast host's last words to me. <laughs> it'll be fine.
1: <laughs> I think and I'm going to try his pork and it will.
0: <laughs> You're going to what? you're going to do what to my pork <laughs> see we're not a couple I don't no, know if you, oh I, I, God. Don't, I don't know if you can tell by the everything about my voice um, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily bat for the team that she plays on oh no I've, I've, I've once or twice um, dabbled but it's not never 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 really um, never really took you know but um sometimes she says things. And I feel sexually harassed.
1: Uh, okay,' <laughs> moving on. I'm very attractive. We are. we are we're, we're delving into um into not that. We're going into who are we talking about this week? Who are we doing this week? Who are we doing this week? We oh, that should be the thing. <laughs> <laughs> who are we doing this week? Today we're doing Drake. We're not doing Drake. We're doing his um springboard persona. <laughs> is that what you
0: would call that? I'm just imagining Drake jumping <laughs> on, like, a diving board with just Jimmy's face on it. <laughs> but, like, just a giant face, but in a wheelchair. The face <laughs> in the wheelchair! Just, and then just jumping into a crowd of screaming teenage girls, <laughs> which is problematic if considering you lied about Drake. But it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's uh, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We talked about this last time. We won't spend too much time on Drake being in underage girls' DMs, but like, it, it, it deserves to be mentioned. Just you know, so that nobody thinks we're um making light of a person who ooh. Ooh, is pretty uh pretty sus, pretty sus, mad sus. Um,
0: if she's 17 and you are 25, don't talk to her like that. Don't do it. Don't you do it? Don't yeah. you do it. Don't you do it. And
1: Drake is 32.
0: Yes, so. 32 or like
1: 33, something like that. He's doing,
0: you know. Millie Bobby Brown has a whole lot of prospects that, you know, are her age. So yeah. Leave her be. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. All right. Today so.
0: we are, um, I almost said it again. Here, here You want to know my first pet peeve <laughs> with this character specifically. When your name is James. What's the middle name I assign to you? It's Tiberius. which would be fine in literally every other context besides two. One would be Star Trek because he's actually James Tiberius Kirk, where the reference comes from. And the other one is here where you have two Jameses and one of them is named James Tiberius. I don't sound funny anymore. I just sound like an idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Last time we, we recorded this, um, I thought, because I, I think I've thought this my whole life, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to Google this. Jimmy's dad is not James. Jimmy is not indeed a Jimmy Jr. nor is he a JJ. He is
0: not a Jimmy Jr. nor is he a JJ. Uh-uh. He is an individual James.
1: Hmm. is a James, and
0: He's, he is one of many James. He is one James.
1: Jam. Um,
0: but <laughs> a single James.
1: According to Google, Jimmy's dad is named Jermaine so what was the point is my question what was the point of him not being james (laughs) because
0: here's here's the deal here's here's the conundrum yeah it's realistic to have more than one kid be named james Mm -hmm. i'm a daniel there are four of us in any given building that That was my joke last time but yeah Yeah. oh oh, oh, oh. (laughs) okay cool yeah super awesome amazing but like on a tv show it's
1: weird yeah and like i i don't think they tried that i don't think they were like we're gone we're gonna talk or, or we're gonna um be realistic to the high school experience or you know the middle school experience and have multiple jameses because we don't find out that jt's name is james tiberius for a little while nor do we like i mean obviously you can assume that jimmy's name is james but it's really not until we meet his dad that like you ever hear anyone refer to him as james
0: he could have been Jimmy short for Jimbo.
1: He could have been Jimmy short for Jermaine. Oh. <laughs>
0: like. What? You, you don't think he would have gone by Jeremy? Jer- Jeremy Burns. <laughs> oh, you mean Jeremy? No. No. Jeremy, Jeremy
1: Burns.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. A joke from the era, a little after the era, that Jimmy was actually alive. Yeah, oh, no. I had to. Jeremy Burns. <laughs> Jimmy <laughs>
1: Brooks. Oh God. Uh, yeah. So, um, Jimmy Brooks. Should we should we sum up his arc in three sentences? Okay.
0: Yes. Do you want to go first,
1: or do, do you... you want to go first?
0: See, answering my question with another question is a
1: bold. The reason I feel like I'm the reason I did that is because you you asking it in the first place is suspicious to me. Okay, um. <laughs> I'll go first. It'll be be fun. Okay. He has adjusted his glasses. He has tucked his hair behind his ears. He's getting ready.
0: I'm twisting my mustache out of my mouth because, fun fact, when you have facial hair that's really long, it can actually just chuck you to death. (laughs) Something that I never saw one nefarious villain deal with. (laughs) I was not prepared for this, but okay. On to my monologue. Jermaine James Brooks. Is a boy who seemingly has it all. Period. He is well liked. He seems to be understood, and then he is hit with a tragic accident, caused mostly by his best friend. With his new, with his newfound circumstances, he manages to find solace, humility. And purpose through art and the love and support of his family and friends.
1: Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. Now, I don't remember at all what I said. Okay. Oh, I didn't even try to do that. You, well, you did it pretty well. I listened back. Um, so what am I gonna say? Okay, so
0: <clears throat> she is clearing her throat.
1: <laughs> Thank you for uh, omitting the part where I rubbed my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> As if that's gonna help clear my brain. Okay, um, Jimmy Brooks starts out at the top of the world. Period. I burp He has very clear ideas of what his future holds, but is hit, I'm stealing what you said, he has very very clear ideas of what his future holds, but is faced with some hurdles, period. In the end, he perseveres and switches his game plan period I went sports <laughs> I was like we're gonna go with a sports allegory here. <laughs>
0: yeah he's changes up his game plan gets his head back in the game gotta
1: get get, it, get, your, get his head in the game
0: get you, get you get you get your head in the what the
1: game the game Jim, <laughs> the James game um so yeah we did that so we summarized his arc in three sentences. Now over here on Cuckoo Bananas, a Degrassi the Next Generation podcast, we will then each go through three plot points of that character's art and you know analyze them a little bit, talk about how they relate to each other and um, how they how and how they like help the narrative of the show, help the narrative of the character, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So a concept. What if we went? What Back about ping forth. pong? I was about to say the same thing. Okay, so I'm gonna go one, and then Daniel's gonna go one, and then it'll. Yeah. Okay. So my my first my first plot point for Jimmy is what I have affectionately called slumming it at Ashley's house in my notes. <laughs> it's possibly my favorite, like one of my favorite little plot nuggets of the first season. Like it's hard to say. Anything from the first season is, like, big or, like, a fully realized idea because the first couple seasons are so short. But from... Okay, there was just a honk outside of our window. But from that first season, one of the plots that really stands out to me is the weirdly mature relationship that Jimmy and Ashley have, which we will delve into when we get to ships later on in the episode. But for now... We start the series with Jimmy and Ashley together. And and they seem cute and all. And like I said, we'll delve deeper into that when ships come up. But what I really um, loved about their relationship was that Jimmy finds his solace in Ashley when he's clearly like got some home issues going on and we've already talked about or we haven't, we talked, we, me and Daniel personally have talked about how Jimmy's um, Jimmy, his character in general kind of is a subversion is that a word? Subversion? Yeah. Is a subversion of a rich boy archetype he's rich, his parents his dad's at least a lawyer I think both parents are lawyers and we go to Jimmy's house Early on in the first season. And we realize it's empty. He knows the pizza guy. Personally. My roast. It's the pork. We're back. We're back. Okay.
0: Spoiler alert. My roast did not taste like a sweaty man. It tasted like pork.
1: It tasted really good. I told you. Yes, manifested I manifested that for you.
0: She manifested that, just like I manifested me shitting myself to death, like Elvis <laughs> and Marilyn Monroe. When find out next time on the podcast?
1: Oh no, 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 no! no. <laughs> we still have, <laughs> we still have to talk about James Brooks. So where was I? I tried to listen back on the recording. Audacity wasn't being kind to me. So we're just, we're, we're just going where we're going with. So I was at oh yeah, Jimmy's rich. He clearly doesn't have much of a relationship with his parents. He doesn't see them often. He's on first name terms with the pizza guy. Um and it's just like, yeah, Tony, I'll have my usual. Which like, oh, a 14, 13-year-old boy with calling <laughs> calling the pizza place with a usual. That's so sad. But um, so he doesn't so that all we all find we find all that out. And he has been hanging out at Ashley's house way too often, just far too often for anybody's liking, except maybe Toby, because he and Toby had struck up a small friendship. And Ashley hated that. She was like, she was like, he's smothering me. He's this He's that. And then it's my, it's one of my favorite things from season one, because it's a plant that pays off later. And that, as you will find out, dear listener, is something that I love I love a plant.
0: Her kink is um, plot herbology. Yes. She loves um, a deeply rooted um, problem that extends through multiple episodes that then blossom into a travesty by the end of the season.
1: Precisely.
0: It's called good screenwriting, but I prefer that metaphor.
1: (laughs) But yeah, precisely, exactly. Um, So... Yeah, That. so yeah, all of that happens. And then at the end of the season, at Ashley's party where she infamously takes ecstasy that JT brings because he's stupid. <laughs> I'll save that for the JT episode. <laughs> I had a I had a brain blast for a second there. But um she yes, she takes ecstasy and then he obviously she kisses Sean. She does all this bullshit, loses all her friends. <laughs> she, she just blows up her entire life. Um, And then when Jimmy's like, what's wrong with you? She's like, Jimmy, I should have broken up with you on your birthday. Like I planned to, Oh, just that whole, that, just that mic drop. I was like this powerful powerful moment and it was just I I thought that was the best like plant that they could have planted it was so good it was so good it was excellent storytelling because like she only stayed with him because she felt bad for him and that was sad
0: yeah and like that's the thing about Jimmy is like even though he has all these advantages at the beginning you still want to feel bad for him because he's like yeah, money is nice, but he would prefer parents. Right, you know? exactly. He'd prefer a, a strong parental figure that like loves him and yeah. is there to say that. And like, instead, he just gets a large house and pizza money. Hard to pity, mm-hmm. but, but still, you know, a, a a young Aubrey Graham does a good job of making me want to feel for this young, yeah. this, this young lad.
1: Oh yeah, totally.
0: So, what is your first plot point to discuss about Jimmy? My first plot point to discuss about Jimmy is um, something that's timely, relevant, and (laughs) all-inclusive. Let's talk about uh, prescription medication (laughs) for just a hot second. Something that I have a lot of experience with. (laughs) Um, Did you know there's a medication you can prescribe that can make you forget what a podcast is? (laughs) (laughs) The answer is it's Ritalin. It's Ritalin, it's Adderall. Um, You can jump around and you think you know everything, and that's great. If you have a normal, like, chemistry brain, Mm -hmm. Um, you go bouncing off the walls. Right. And if you have a certain kind of ADD, ADHD, chemical brain, I'm also, this is not a doctor podcast, a doctor (laughs) podcast. Um, There are better words for what's about to come out of my mouth, but (laughs) you'll get the gist. And if you want to send me hatred, please do. I love that. Um, Where it does the opposite, where the the medication kind of slows you down, makes you a little more even keen, and um, we get both sides of that medication when um, Jimmy decides to take Spinner's meds. Becomes a drug addict mm-hmm. for a whole for episode, because episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's how drug addiction works. Which is
1: half an episode of Peter's meth addiction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, when when we get to the Peter episode, I would love to discuss. Um. Uh, let, let's trade math addiction, shall we? I would love a two-episode uh, arc uh, of math addiction instead of what I got. <laughs> so let's. But this is this is Peter's math. This is Jimmy's math. Jimmy's prescription meth.
1: <laughs> which they say is like speed in the episode, right? I think yeah. they 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 name drop speed. Yeah, and math <laughs> is speed. It yeah,
0: is, it, it takes you down quickly. It mm-hmm. brings it brings you up quickly. It sends you to jail.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, what I loved about this episode was that it really showcases Jimmy's it, it, a trait that I won't say is a flaw mm-hmm. because it does work for him in a lot of ways, but it also does get him into situations. He will do whatever it takes Ah, to get Mm, whatever Mm -hmm. it takes (laughs) to get what he wants. Mm -hmm. And what he wants is to prove that he's a better basketball player than one Sean Cameron. Yes.
1: (laughs) And like Jimmy's competitiveness is kind of his driving force for a lot of his characters. Like he's an athlete. So it's like he's got to be the best on the basketball team. He's got to be the coolest guy at school. He's got to, you know, all of that stuff. Which is a toxic way to think, because then when you are when that stuff is taken away from you, like spoiler alert, happens to Jimmy. Yeah,
0: and this is a perfect showcase of like because him and Spinner's relationship is always like Spinner always ends up delivering something that will take Jimmy down. Oh yeah, (laughs)
1: he's the harbinger. He's um... a harbinger of doom,
0: (laughs) but like never never meaning to do it, but Spinner just is like, hey these drugs <laughs> <laughs> these drugs help me why don't you take some and then he does and he gets thrown off this basketball team by one coach armstrong Um oh, with
1: strong, his
0: strong. with his strong arms mm-hmm. he just threw that young boy off that yeah. team
1: poor jimmy he gets like that's yeah because it's like basketball is his whole thing for a while there but he gets kicked off the basketball team is this this is season I believe that happened. Yeah, it was
0: season two. So
1: he gets kicked off the basketball team his second year of being on it. <laughs> and then he gets, you know, yeah. permanently Great. not able to play basketball the way he wants to I have forever. A, I have a question. What's the question?
0: Is it at Ashley Curran's party where she kisses Sean Cameron? Was that before or after they fought in that very heterosexual alley? <gasps> Ooh, I believe... Because I know his beef question. with Sean is one of those things where it's like, Jimmy's a bit of a dick mm-hmm. for a while. And then I remember like there was a, a pointed, targeted reason why Jimmy would be against Sean. Because Sean's yes. a good basketball player, despite being all five foot nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's
0: still gr- uh, a competitor <laughs> at basketball with jimmy brooks
1: yeah somehow i guess that's middle school basketball for you you. but no this is so it's like i i love
0: this idea of introducing a character who is poised to be sort of protagonist and like you know somebody you root for but he really is just kind of a douche nozzle to like toby and jt and sean and you know but we give him reasons and he's not you know He's not a bad guy, he's just a thirteen-year-old boy, and thirteen-year-old boys can behave dumb.
1: Yeah, I was wrong. The fight is immediately before Ashley's party.
0: Okay, that mm-hmm. makes more sense. Cause like yeah. you know, because I, I love the tension they build where it's like we have Jimmy who's on top and we give we give a black character popularity right. and you know, wealth and prospects and everything and we introduce this sort of white trash, quote-unquote, yeah. you know, character, where it's, like, you'd think the, the topic would be about, obviously, racism. Yeah. But it's not. It's more layered than that. Yeah. They don't introduce that, and I think that's an interesting choice. I still don't know if it's the right choice. I
1: think the reasoning for it is because they didn't want anyone in-universe in to necessarily question why Jimmy is rich, or why he has the things he has, why Liberty has the things she has. Like, they didn't want the... Like, maybe racism has a place in this universe, but it's not, like, where people are questioning how a black person can be well off. Yeah. I think that's kind of the intent behind that. Because, like, we see that again with Liberty later in the series with... um season eight when yeah, they're like she in college that, that <laughs> and the sorority thinks that she's poor but then her poor but then emma's like liberty you grew up in a two-story house with a swimming pool in the backyard what are you talking about
0: <laughs> she'll do whatever it takes to
1: get ahead. yep um but yeah yeah I, and i kind of like i like the choice that they make with characters like jimmy and and liberty and hazel to an extent with that where it's like no one really ever questions why Hazel is the way she is. <laughs> you I know. it like, a lot. But I mean, like, no one ever questions why Hazel is, you know, why she talks the way she does, why she dresses the way she does. Like, she was never urban, quote wow. unquote. You know, I kind of appreciate having those unquestioned um, dynamics for Black characters. Yeah, because yeah, that way we can just be like, we can just exist, and then the racism comes, you know, where you least expect it. Which Jimmy we I mean we, Jimmy doesn't have like a racism plot really ever. Yeah, th- there are
0: microaggressions everywhere, but yeah. like it's it th- there's no planted racism plot. Not until um a, a Mr. Danny Van Zant comes to the scene. Yep,
1: we stand. We, oh, Mr. Danny Van Zant. Honestly, like
0: a Danny Van Stant.
1: Oh, I am a Danny Van Stant and and um.
0: As opposed to the um other name would be a Stanny Van Zant.
1: <laughs> So, so much easier to say, but I've committed. Uh, but um, honestly, he's one of those characters that, as I've aged, he ages way better. Like I, when I was younger, I didn't give a shit about Danny Van. That and now I'm like, we stand. Like, oh, you mean that hot, hot, hot man? You mean that hot boy with the curly, curly hair? I, I love him. He did that for us. He did that for us. Um, and Jimmy Brooks paved the way. Yeah. So what were what, what were we talking about?
0: We were talking about your second plot point.
1: Oh, no, we weren't, but okay. Um, my second plot point, I'm just gonna go right into it. We're gonna do exactly what we did with the M episode. I'm gonna jump four seasons into the shooting. Whoa, Whoa, what? Time. Whoa. we're Whoa. already, we're all, it's already grade 10. Wow, wow, 11. no, grade 11. It's already grade 11. Oh, wow, um, yeah, so obviously. We are, if we're all the grassy fans here. We know about the shooting. We know that Jimmy and Spinner bullied Rick and Rick shot Jimmy yada, yada yada. We need to talk about Jimmy's consistency as a bully because like it's consistent, but to the extent of which they bully Rick, it's a little and I understand that they needed to do. A lot, yeah, so that we understand why Rick, so that we understand why Rick has shot up the school, or you know shot one person, yeah, um and meant to shoot more. But it just felt so excessive <laughs> at a certain points, and like we understand he put your friend into a coma and dares show his face at this school. Yes, we get it. He murdered Terry. He did not he was a rock. He pushed her on Terry, a rock and she died. Terry is alive. Terry's alive and well. She's, she's dead. at a different school. She's dead. And
0: <laughs> she's been
1: deceased. He, he did not unalive Terry. Deceased no, he deceased her. Um, but yeah, so I it's just high stakes for a character, Terry, who didn't really have much going on with Jimmy yeah you know and it just felt like they were so cruel to Rick just because they needed someone to be cruel to and I think had they been honest about that the writers had the writers been honest about that it would have read a little better like if Rick were a Hunter character you know if you've if you've watched Degrassi next class which you should I will die on the hill that it is good yeah Hunter is very Rick-esque where he's an a social pariah who um, at at least like later in the series, like like in what year was that? 2016, 2017 people don't necessarily bully the shit out of him (laughs) like they did to Rick, but seeing somebody like Hunter in the year 2004, five, um, yeah, would he would he would be pretty pretty severely bullied. Like Rick was a
0: drama nerd, which was interesting. Oh
1: my god! His mother
0: <laughs> strided the struts of Stratford. She, she strided the struts. She <laughs> tread
1: the boards of Stratford. That's
0: it. That's the term. That's the term. She, str- <laughs> <laughs> she straddled the struggle of Stratford.
1: <laughs> This couch is squeaking.
0: She stifled the studs of scrap
1: <laughs> She smothered so many men. <laughs> but, by um, straddling them. Yeah. So yeah. Jimmy and Spinner bullying Rick to that extent was a little excessive, but now that I'm like looking back, I guess it makes sense. Cause
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. He he um he certainly deserved to be um punished, reprimanded, Mm -hmm. removed from this school because, like, as I was re-watching, like, oh, yeah, if I were a teen and someone like Rick was there and Mm -hmm. outed as um, a murderer... An abuser. An abuser, um, I would have responded um, probably about as um, well as, I don't know, Paige responded. Yeah. You know, not necessarily... I just fully hacked up.
1: um, (laughs)
0: I would have responded, um, about as well as any of the other kids responded, where, like, you don't speak to Rick, you don't talk to Rick, you don't give him an inch, you Mm -hmm. ice him out, and then Spinner and Jimmy took it to the next level by doing um, the, probably a little too far of throwing him into a dumpster. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. very, very cliche bully stuff.
0: Yeah, like, Rick wanted to stay at a school where no one liked him, Mm -hmm. and that really was what... The tragic thing of it was, like, Rick didn't want to move again. Yeah. And like, his entire school voted and was like, you're eliminated. Get out of here. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you resist, that means you make make it worse.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. they, They bully him pretty severely, and it's hard to watch because you know that Rick is just a ticking time bomb at this point. And then, obviously, Whack Your Brain happens. Um, and Jimmy, at this point, Jimmy and Rick have kind of befriended each other by doing Whack Your Brain together. And they're like, and Jimmy's like, hey, this fucking nerd (laughs) has changed maybe (laughs) and is okay. I'm going to be civil with him, which was a beautiful, bold choice on his part. a Very mature thing for a, um for a 16-year-old boy. Yeah. And that I, that's another running theme here, is that Jimmy gets a lot of maturity. Jimmy, his, like, Jimmy's probably one of the most mature characters on this show, right? I mean, like, tr- trauma really
0: does give you... But I
1: mean, like, before, even before the shooting. I mean, he, uh,
0: like, but he still has the trauma of, like, having to take care of himself for most of his life because yeah. his parents aren't around. And, yeah. like, you know, we're doing the thing of, like, I have to constantly earn my way into the good graces of people around me. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I have to constantly be the best. Otherwise I lose my friends. I lose right. my family. Exactly. I lose everything. And, you know, so when the, when the moment comes where something big, big, big happens to him, mm-hmm. you know, he's already had to grow up pretty quickly. So like, you'd, you'd expect that from him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so, yeah, he treats the whole situation with a level of maturity that I don't think most 16-year-olds would have. And then, obviously, we all know what happens. He
0: turns his back on a guy.
1: No, before then, before then, Spinner is that like...
0: Right.
1: <laughs> Spinner and Jay are like, Oh, yeah, Jimmy dropped the paint on Rick at Whack Your Brain. Jimmy did that wink-wink in the bathroom because they saw Rick there. And then Rick goes home, gets his gun, brings it to school and points it at Jimmy. And what Daniel was getting at was my big pet peeve about the whole thing, which obviously you're 16, you don't know, but like never turn your back on a gun. They're they're, going to shoot you in the spine, which is exactly what happens. (laughs) Yeah, he gets shot in the spine, falls down in the most like probably the most memed image of Degrassi that like people know, like, if you don't even know Degrassi, you know the image of Jimmy falling onto the the hallway.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think something that's, like, really important is that, like, we we touched on it last time, we talked about it, but, like, how necessary this plot point was, like, yeah, it's the most famous thing mm-hmm. for your series, for your show, and, like... Yeah. We're still, for, for a character that we're trying to subvert stereotypes with Mm -hmm. he still gets shot
1: he still gets shot and i andrea lewis has a um has like she did like a think piece on her time at degrassi from years ago it's probably like 10 years ago now but she had written something about how um these plot points like even when they did try and make these characters different it was you still have one of the most recognizable images from the series being a black man getting shot. Um, eventually a pregnant teenage black girl.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and just things like that, where it's like, regardless of the intent, regardless of knowing, knowing Jimmy's entire backstory, like when you see Jimmy getting shot, you don't think maybe like if you've never seen the series, you don't, you probably don't assume that the person holding the gun is white. You know, you probably don't assume that it's Rick. You probably don't assume that it's a bullying plotline. You probably assume it's maybe gang violence. Just like how you would assume that, you know, Liberty's dead baby daddy wasn't JT. Right, exactly. Just like you would maybe, like, assume Liberty got knocked up on a whim and not that she's the class president. Um, Though maybe the glasses would... (laughs) The glasses and the overalls might tip you off. Yeah. That she wasn't a... Uh, a a girl from the wrong side of the tracks. She has glasses. She wears glasses. (laughs) And
0: overall. She has astigmatism. As we all know, on the wrong side of the tracks, the only benefit is that your eyes work (laughs) (laughs) perfect. On the right side of the tracks, you have to squint from all the shiny shit. Yep. So your eyes become almond-shaped.
1: That's... That's why we both wear glasses. We're just so rich.
0: We're so rich. We're so pretty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So, so obviously Jimmy is now paralyzed, and that it informs his character for the rest of the series. Most of his big plots post shooting are about getting about are about hit him living as a paralyzed boy man, um, which. I wish it wasn't like that.
0: Yeah, we weren't ready to give more personality traits. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we, we, we gave him the artist thing. But, like, yeah. even then, that was still as therapy that, for something else.
1: Exactly, exactly. That was still... He drew about the shooting and such. And, yeah, but maybe it. we also... A, an argument could be made that it's still fresh. Like, we leave Jimmy what four or five years after the shooting like that's when he leaves the series yeah that's still really fresh lifestyle change yeah right so I guess it would make sense that a lot of his plots were about being paralyzed and learning to live with it and such um but one wasn't but that's my third plot point what's your second plot point
0: my second plot point is actually we're going into the art therapy thing. Yes, great second. Where we're going into this idea that, <laughs> which is not something I particularly I enjoyed or cared for mm-hmm. in its execution. We're making Jimmy good at too many things. <laughs> He's a star athlete. He's too good. He's, he then randomly become like, he, he becomes good at art
1: now. Oh, he plays bass.
0: He plays the bass, <laughs> he's good at music, and then eventually he's good at rapping. Yep. And that last one, that last one is no one's
1: fault. He's actually Drake. And yeah. No one planned on him becoming Drake. I wonder, I do wonder, was Jimmy a rapper before Aubrey was a rapper? Or, oh, oh, wait, I just answered my own question because Jimmy was indeed a rapper before Aubrey was a rapper. And you want to know how I know that?
0: Oh, that one A homie ha- is a
1: player, and that is all. <laughs> so why you have to go and kick his ball. You
0: know what? You're right. You're yeah. right.
1: So, Jimmy...
0: Jimmy Brooks invented Aubrey becoming Drake.
1: Yeah. Jimmy is the reason for Drake. Jimmy did it. He did that for yeah.
0: us. We figured out Blue's Clues. We did. So, <laughs> um, what I love, um, what I love about giving him art is that, you know, it's something that... A lot of people, when they face trauma, mm-hmm. they work through it through art, and so we give them an art plotline, and we we introduce him actually connecting with another human being mm-hmm. based on mutual interests that make him happy. That yeah. no one's like trying to like make him have a future out of it, even yeah. though he tries to do that to himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he meets Ellie, and... Well, they've known each other. But, like, well, <laughs> well they, they've known each other, but, like, he, like, meets her as a person. Yeah. You know, like, he, they, they bond over monster comics, and they, mm-hmm. they, they they do the drawing thing, and it's super cute. And he realizes that he might actually have a personality outside of trying to please his parents. Right.
1: Outside, and then also outside of his social, like, status, like, yeah. um, his school, like, he was... he. All of his relationships were based on popularity. Like him and Ashley were together when they were both popular, and then once she wasn't popular anymore, Um, they were no longer compatible. Yeah, and
0: he only dates Hazel because he can't date Paige. But Mm -hmm. he still needs to stay in that social strata because Paige is with um, Spinner and. I, I personally think a Jimmy-Page pair-off would end in them punching oh, each other.
1: Oh, they would death. hate each other. They would hate each other. They would
0: hate each he other. Would, he would be... Two alphas together uh-uh. just hitting each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> I, I, I imagine them with, like, sock-and-boppers. Uh. <laughs> just sock-and-boppers. Just, uh. <laughs> just...
1: But, yeah, like, Jimmy... Yeah, a lot of his... Uh, his interactions on the series were based on his, him being popular and that wasn't fair to him at all.
0: Yeah. And then he had to go through now that he's paralyzed. He has to go through the pity plotline. He has to go through the, you know, how am I in relationship to basketball plotline where Mm -hmm. he, where he fudges that up because he's not going to play for the Paralympic league. Right. He tries to coach basketball and we have these little shit Niners. uh, coming in and questioning him. Yeah. I
1: think Derek was a tenor, but yeah. Derek was a tenor. Yeah. R.I.P. Derek. R.I.P. Derek. I, this isn't a Derek episode, but I, I, I'll I. go ham on my uh, why Derek Haig deserved better feel eventually. Another time. But, like, and then he finally, like, he gets something that is his.
0: You know, he has yeah. an interest that he just holds near and dear that isn't, you know, his future. It's exactly. just something that he could, like, throw himself into and then mm-hmm. gets... A potential relationship out of it, except no, he doesn't.
1: Except no, he doesn't, because the writers are what? Cowards. 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 Big cowards. We'll talk more about that in Ships, though, because yeah. it's unfair. It's un- It's very unfair. unfair.
0: What's your third plot point?
1: Oh, okay. We're just
0: I'm rambling bitter. right through I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm better. We'll the, the point is, when we give someone a, a unique trait... And give and plant a, a potential for a great relationship based yeah. on trust and mutual understanding, and then, Craig Manning happens and it just yeah you, you rip it all away from me.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, so what was my third plot point? Uh oh. Oh, his dad's affair. Yeah. All right, so my third plot point that we're delving into Jimmy Brooks with is steamy. Is It's sexy. It's and it's not when he couldn't get a boner for Ashley.
0: Although I wish it was.
1: I wish it was. I wish that was what I ended on. No, unfortunately. But um, my my third plot point is maybe one of my one of my favorites for Jimmy. Maybe my I would say my second favorite for Jimmy is him wanting the money for stem cell research. Him being like, why can't I get this? Which. Ableism comes into play here, of that whole um, idea that if a person has a disability, then they're not "quote unquote" whole again until they w- regain the ability that that, that they have "quote unquote" lost. Which is bullshit. It's just kind of the narrative that a lot of people with disabilities had back then, unfortunately, and, and still have now. And we're, still have now.
0: We're still working on the idea that people who are who different circumstances than mm-hmm. what is considered typical um, are less. Yeah. Instead of accommodating for different kinds of people. Precisely. We just assume they all want to
1: be. Precisely. Like us. Exactly. Precisely. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's very problematic. However, if we are living within the Degrassi, the next generation universe, and it was Jimmy's conscious choice, that he really, really wants the stem cell uh, treatment. I have to support him. <laughs> yeah. And so he wants that, right? But his dad's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to sign off on that. Blah, 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 college. Blah, 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 this and that. And Jimmy's like, well, fine. <laughs> and at first he's like, mm, my dad's not letting me. But then he discovers that his dad is having a What? And a list of fair, in the words of Taylor Swift, and he does the most ballsy shit ever, and blackmails his dad. <laughs> Imagine blackmailing your dad.
0: Which time? Did
1: I my dad? <laughs> and it's it becomes clear in those like in that point of the series, like that kind of season six, season seven, where Jimmy um, is clearly dependent a lot on his father. Um, because like his father drives some places and all of that kind of, those like little comments that he makes about like, oh yeah, my dad has to drive me here. Or like when they're doing the t-shirt thing and his dad is picking him up from the, the store and he's, you know, obviously had to give up a certain amount of his perceived independence from before, um, this accident. He
0: goes from latchkey kid to,
1: um
0: never alone exactly
1: exactly and so he has he has a very slow and simmering um growing resentment for his father that i am not even to mention the the fact that his dad keeps trying to pressure him to do things that he doesn't want to do such as compete in the paralympics and yada 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 um, or what was it para yeah it was the it was a the para um like para like the uh, such as compete in the um in, bas- in wheelchair basketball yeah in wheelchair basketball and so he has this like slow simmering resentment growing for his father that reaches a peak when he discovers that his dad is cheating on his mom and he's like hey dad So, about that money we were talking about, and he gets it, He gets it out of his dad, and do they, they don't, they don't, he never reveals that the affair happened, which I love that as a little power play. Yeah. And they're also rich, so like, it's one of those rich people
0: secrets. We don't get into the aftermath of rich person affairs
1: until we get to the Hollingsworth. Oh, Jimmy Brooks was the blueprint for Miles Hollingsworth. But yeah, so I, I loved that. I don't know. It's just, it just felt like such a peak moment of power for Jimmy since, you know, in universe, this is his ultimate goal. And he, his dad is keeping him from his ultimate goal yet again. And he's, he just like, he sticks it to him and like you said, it's like a, it's like a big teenage fantasy of being like justice or yeah. just like, not even justice, but like holding something over your parent is such uh it's a great feeling. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the best cake you'd ever serve. It truly is. Yeah. So that was, those are my three plot points for Jimmy. I, I'm, I'm going to try and tie those all together. It's like a very, um. Ooh, it's like, it's a, I don't know what to call this, but it's, he starts out at the top, he has his lowest peak, obviously, and then he works himself back up to a point where he is, at, if not at his same peak, um, if not at his same high peak, then he is now at a new version of what it means to be in control and powerful. Yeah. He has a surface level version of power. Mm-hmm. And then he loses that
0: surface. And then yeah. through all that that he has to then go through being at the bottom and, and not really have any agency, he then develops new agency yeah. that is real. Because also he doesn't like break up with his dad. Oh
1: no. Like they're his, still cool.
0: Like in my third break class, up with your dad. Break up with your dad. Break up, up with, with your, your dad, dad. <laughs> I'm <bored. laughs> Break up with your dad. Remember when they started a t-shirt shop? <laughs> Remember when they called it Squatch?
1: Squatch Designs, which I bet Craig needed... Uh, Craig should have requested a royalty from that. Like, you can't just call something Squatch Designs after the band that Craig started and not expect to pay Craig at least three cents per t-shirt. Ugh. And, like, it, 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 it's really something where, like,
0: again, Jimmy's just trying to... Be an artist, and Spinner is trying to market off it because he's upset because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be a cop or a rodeo clown. <laughs> and so he's like, "I could be partnered up and make t-shirts, man." Yeah. And it doesn't work out. They're getting robbed, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like through it, it's like, wow. We get to see Jimmy and Jimmy's dad have an actual moment where Jimmy, where Jermaine, 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 not well, James. Jermaine tells Jeremy that <laughs> I don't know what I would have done with if something else yeah. had happened to you. Like we have actual moments where, like, hey, Jimmy didn't have to earn his way into his parents' lives. He's still their child. And, yeah. And look at that. When your dad's present and can actually express his feelings for you, of course he loves you. Of course your friends don't want to be around you. It right. was never about your status. Exactly. exactly. I mean. When everyone, because that trauma happened to you, but it also mm-hmm. reverberated around everyone else, and they realized, oh, wow, you're our friend. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't worry about the popularity thing so much because we're friends outside of that for different reasons. Yeah, And also, you can make new friends that are outside of that popularity scheme, but you have common interests, and you end up, you know, actually forming relationships. Yeah. And Jimmy was always sort of at the center of that being able to make friends with like Ellie and mm-hmm. Ray, who weren't necessarily popular at first, and then you have Marco, you have Marco and Paige, you know, yeah. on the fringes of that, and Terry, may she rest in peace, you know. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I had to. I had to put one more in there, but like, I, I just. <laughs> I just love that fucking t-shirt episode. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. They're ugly t-shirts. They're They're
1: ugly. the ugliest t-shirts. They're like this the weird, like, putrid green color. Yeah. Remember and when like... Ginny
0: was breathtakingly good at art and then shows this t-shirt? <laughs> oh, is he? Is he Yeah. Good so art? If he
1: had printed out his, um, his art that he made in those episodes. Or if he, he had
0: printed out his, um... Neural drawing of one Miss
1: Ellie... Ele- oh, Miss Eleanor Nash. <clears throat> Which leads us into ships. <laughs> so, Mr. Jimmy James Brooks um, has... Jacob Jingleheimer. <laughs> Brooks.
0: John Jacob Jingleheimer Jermaine Brooks.
1: <laughs> so is that the title of the episode? John
0: Jacob Jingleheimer Jermaine Brooks.
1: <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> He had how many, how many ships?
0: We had one with Miss Ashley. We had one that refused to get out of the docks with Miss Ellie Nash. We had one with Miss Hazel. Which is the longest lasting ship. They were together for so long.
1: Yeah, of the next generation. At least those like first few seasons, it was the longest lasting relationship. And did they give them much to do? No. No.
0: Well, we'll talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about Jimmy and Ashley first yes. for a second, because they're the OG
1: pair. Yes. And we touched on this earlier, but Jimmy and Ashley really started out as a as, a, as an archetype couple, right? Like, we had the overachieving girl and... <sighs> there it was. I've the really... almost
0: effortlessly cool guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, um, so the two of them kind of seem like, yeah, sure, of course they're dating. They... They're very goody-two-shoes. They're very um, cookie-cutter, you know? And they're really sweet together at first. Like, what are our opinions? They were
0: fine. I Like, they were very much like... Um, I'm glad they were introduced separate of each other before mm-hmm. we got them together and realized, oh, they're dating. Yeah. Because, um, you know, they had personalities and stuff. Right. Like, they, like they, were, they were compelling on their own. Mm-hmm. But together, like... I wanted them to be happy, but Ashley caught the egg for Jimmy right too right, sweet. Right,
1: exactly. And
0: that really was the bitch of it, was that you know, he was he was around her house a lot, and like ingratiated in her family, but like mm-hmm. if she had liked him, that wouldn't, that wouldn't have been an issue. That wouldn't
1: have been a problem, exactly.
0: And that was the big problem, was like she just caught the egg for him, and like, that
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's relatable.
1: Yeah, and yet, like, it's interesting, because she did, you know, for all intents and purposes, did break up with him. Like, she wanted to break up with him on his birthday, she kissed Sean, (laughs) and then he was like, we're through, but then she spends the whole first half of season two pining, maybe, maybe, this is, maybe it's a metaphor, maybe she, rather than pining after her relationship that she's lost with Jimmy, she's more so pining after her old life. Yeah, she's pining after her old status, and that's... Which makes sense, especially considering like they do the thing where they try to get back together the one time, and he slow he keeps trying to like slowly turn her back into the Ashley she was before.
0: Tries to prepify her mm-hmm. from her gothness. She tries to like sneak a cardigan on yep. her, <laughs> give <Slowly>. her some threats <laughs> in the night.
1: <laughs> but you know, obviously, she has now accepted herself as a goth chick and she can't do it anymore And there's that really dramatic moment where she like writes what is it she writes in his yearbook or something or she writes him a note and he like is reading it and she like slowly backs away and is crying (laughs) so dramatic but yeah like that's where they were in the beginning of the series they were a, a, a sweet little start game like I think they were they were sweet and they did what they needed to do. They showed us what we needed what they needed to show about those characters. Now my question is, why did they get back together in season six? <laughs> Why'd just, they do it?
0: Just so that he could have tell say it with me.
1: erectile, erectile dysfunction. dysfunction. Yes. Yeah. See, we did I, it. see, I read your lips. I thought you were gonna say no boners. Which, like same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be <laughs> I was gonna be like no boner, but then you went, you know, textbook. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh,
0: I love s- multiple syllables. Yeah, I love multi polysyllabic
1: answers
0: <laughs> to simple questions.
1: Yes, so they get back together get back in together. season six. She comes back at the end of season five
0: from her what? From her British boarding school or whatever. Yeah,
1: because she, she what? She followed her mom, her dad, her
0: dad to Britain, and then. Mm-hmm um, started fucking a guy named Nigel. No, it was
1: Alistair.
0: Alistair. Oh, even better. Yeah. Alistair. Can we just say, do you know any Alistairs that aren't
1: 85? I don't know any Alistairs.
0: I know um, fucking, uh, Alistair Moody, um, from the Hero Fortune mentioned, um, I didn't mention it before, um, from the Harry Potter. Ah, yes. We have Alistair Crowley, who was, um, um, a bad man, I forget what he did. I didn't think he was a racist. <laughs> I think he was a racist. <laughs> point is, you don't see any young Alister is running around going, "Oh, oh, please p- write <laughs> bad poetry about me, Ashley." Oh, uh, no, we don't see any of those. Um, so
1: that's fun, and then she comes back. She comes back. She comes back. She's got long hair. She looks. This is this is the other weird part. Is that Ashley starts the series. This isn't an Ashley episode, but this is important. Ashley starts the series as a as a prep, right? Collared yeah. shirts, mushroom hair all over. Then she becomes goth. Then she becomes kind of like a punk. Then she leaves, comes back, and is suddenly a little urban. Just a just smidge. a smidge, like enough to when I was at first watching these seasons and Melissa McIntyre's coloring, I went. She black? (laughs) Yeah, I can see how you would make that um make that
0: question because it's a little it's it's a no, but but she's a little
1: she's a little she's olive toned. Yeah, very olive. So I wonder if they did that to Ashley to then explain, I guess, why she and Jimmy get back together.
0: I don't know. She came back from England with a tan.
1: Yeah. Which is sus already. Which is sus. sus. Already. <laughs> which sus, is sus. Already. And then like, yeah, yeah. so this new Ashley
0: <laughs> new Ashley comes back, comes new Ashley, much like new Coke, was not accepted with open arms.
1: Exactly. She's not even a season regular. <laughs>
0: no. She just comes in to give Jimmy a non-boner. Yeah. No,
1: she gives Jimmy a non-boner, she makes music and he shits on it. <laughs> Oh, right. And And she
0: removes...
1: And she removes his track, which, when I say shit on it, I mean he made it exceptionally better. Yeah. Um, She removes his track, and then he is angry at her for removing his track, so he does the most iconic move ever, which is rolls over her foot (laughs) with his wheelchair. Same energy as when she came back to school that following year after kissing Sean and goes, (laughs) hi, Jimmy. And he goes... Talk to me, slut.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just just very um, very much just um, a closer move, just just right in the
1: face. This is not this is not a slut shaming podcast. No, but like um, it was a good line. It was a good line. It was iconic. That moment, iconic. But yeah, so Jimmy and Ashley, they were fine while they lasted, but ultimately, like, their conflicts of. I don't know, it's not even that conflict of interest, because they're both interested in music, but it's more so, like, their personalities don't work. Their personalities, their creative differences don't work. That's what I was looking for. Because also, Jimmy is, unfortunately,
0: just better at music, even though music was Ashley's thing. It was
1: Ashley's thing. And then he ends up being better at music, and he wasn't even interested in music. All he did was play bass Um, while Craig sang.
0: Yeah, he played bass, then he started rapping, and then he became Drake.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Or, unfortunate turn of events. Yeah. Did he play bass or did Marco play bass? There were three guitars on that stage. Too many guitars. No one
0: was actually <laughs> playing any of these guitars. Just so that we're just so we're clear. Except Jacob. Except Jacob's Scene. But Jacob that,
1: Yeah. That'll be a different episode, different time. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, Jimmy and Ashley. They were fine. They're fine. They're fine. Um. So. In between Jimmy and Ashley 1.0 and Jashley 1.0 and Jashley 2.0, there was jazel which like, like a good, um, I would say if I were to compare jazel to a breakfast item, it would be an Eggo waffle that you put in the toaster for just, a, like, not long enough, and then it comes out and it's a little, like, floppy. And yeah. moist, and then you put Nutella on that.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. uh, no, I understand what you mean. It, they're they, they're they're a lovely, they're comfortable. Yeah, you know, they they get together with no real false pretenses. Like, hey, you're popular, I'm yeah. popular, let's get through this together.
1: Right. They and they use J- Jimmy and Hazel as a foil for Jimmy and Ashley to show us why Jimmy and Ashley don't work in that one episode, yeah. the taming of the shrew episode where we see Jimmy and Hazel seemingly c- being cute and like yeah, having chemistry, yeah, having chemistry, having stuff in common, which I wish is, was some energy that they kept up with that yeah, relationship.
0: Cause they sure didn't. Cause they, they sure did not. They really did forget to give Hazel any personality oh, traits. Yeah. That lasted more than an episode long.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, sh- shit on sh- shit on the black characters all you want. Degrassi doesn't do a good job with them. But at least fucking, like, Marisol had motives and a personality. Yeah, her personality. We get to see continuity in her behavior. Right, exactly. Whereas Hazel just kind of drifted along with whoever she was with. Like, she was Paige's lapdog. She was Jimmy's girlfriend. Yeah, and that's kind of it.
0: She was supportive of Terry when Terry needed, like, um, I've, like she she was she was very supportive or very mean depending yes. on what you needed her to Precisely. be. Precisely. But she was never driving her own narrative. She was always attached to someone else, which is another thing we love to do to black girls yeah. and black guys. We attach them to. Um, a whiter person and let them lay on. And and, um, the actress touched on that. Yeah. That's how she felt. And she wasn't wrong.
1: No, yeah. It's just, yeah, Jimmy and Hazel were fine together. Like, they were cute uh, in the Breakfast Club episode when he put that necklace on her. And then they kissed, and it was a really good kiss.
0: Coronavirus.
1: Coronavirus. But, um, yeah. So, I guess, oh, yeah. One of my favorite Jimmy and Hazel moments was when it is grade 11 prom and Paige has been having the shittiest prom experience ever like she's broken her leg manny's wearing her dress like everything's just gone to shit and she goes on this whole rant about how awful her night has been and hazel like just curb stomps her and goes my boyfriend got shot this year you don't get to complain.
0: <laughs> Listen here, you're gonna suck it up. And yep. we're gonna make this a fun night yep. for my boyfriend who got shot in the spine. Exactly. Do you understand me, Paige Michael Chuck? <laughs> we're not making this about you.
1: <laughs> and it was it, that was one moment of Jimmy and Hazel that I was like, ah, we understand why she's here. We understand what their relationship is based on. Her kind of um, sort of
0: being there for him and available, right. and you know, once again, not getting a whole lot, mm-hmm.
1: but but being there to uplift him, which is a mm, questionable mm, black relationship mm, issue, but it's there.
0: And we 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 do let her have her justice. Yeah. When we get to the ship that never was, Ugh. and she. She, like, like my perhaps my favorite Hazel moment is mm-hmm. when she fully, in all white, she wearing comes out you? to paint, doesn't get a stitch of paint what, on her, what, not now, a drop, <laughs> and she looks at that mural where he's clearly painting Eleanor Nash's mm-hmm. face on that wall, and she goes, we And you
1: hear like the purge sirens going in her head, like you, you know that she's like. Oh.
0: <laughs> You're here to tell me that I've been here for you for
1: how long? At that point, it's been like a year and a half.
0: I've been here for your like
1: girlfriend
0: like a year.
1: For a year. Well, oh, together. They've been together for probably two years at that like, point. For
0: two years, I've been with you. I stuck by you through all the bullshit, all the drama. And you are painting not my face on this (laughs) wall. You're painting that... Ellie Nash. That freaky red-headed goth bitch on the wall and not (laughs) me. I'm beautiful. What the fuck's the matter with you? Yep. And then she pours paint on his
1: hair. It's orange. The color of Ellie's hair. (laughs) The
0: color of her rage. Yep. Orange. (laughs) Faisal orange rage. And then she stomps off really never to be heard from again well yes she is (laughs) she's She's heard from again but she floats around but that's kind of her last real is is that her last real like plotty I want to
1: say that is I think so it could have been it might have been before no no it definitely yeah it probably was her one of her last because I I was trying to say that it might have been before she got weird about Alex and Paige being together but no, that was season, no, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Yeah, it was probably one of her last, like, hurrahs. Yeah, and
0: it was a good moment where she was like, hey, listen, I know I'm usually, you know, an afterthought, aside mm-hmm. piece or whatever, but I'm going to actually stick up for myself and be like, yeah. hey, listen, I'm great. I also am not into art. At yeah, all. I'm not into art. Yeah, I'm not really into your music. I'm like, I. I've been here and supporting you, and granted, we have less in common than you and Ellie do, but if you're going to break up with me,
1: break up with me. Yeah. Don't Don't paint another girl on this wall and pretend like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah.
0: Like, give me the respect and decency that I deserve mm-hmm. by telling me and then painting your new girl on the wall, right. even though she's never going to respond to you because she's too busy. Just up Craig Manny's ass. I would be too, Ellie. It's fine. Uh... <laughs> oh, me, me too. Me too. Me, me too. Uh, everyone who would be up Craig Manning's ass in high school, please raise your hand. My oh, hand's raised. My hand is raised.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so Jaisal, they they had their time. It was a nice arc for their relationship, I would say. I wish there were more things to deal with uh, in their relationship in the middle a little bit. But, you know, they did what they did. Uh, the ship that never happened jelly jelly jelly
0: um i'm jelly that it didn't happen
1: yeah i'm sad about it it would have been great it would have been great i do love like this is no disrespect to craig and ellie i am probably no i won't i won't claim that but i love craig and ellie i think that they're an excellent uh an excellent teen drama ship yeah but give ellie a mid-game she only had sean and then oh right Now I'm mad again.
0: (laughs) She does the story so often. No, (laughs)
1: last episode, when we recorded this the first time, I had the realization that if Jimmy and Ellie happened, we would have spared ourselves two seasons of Ellie and Jesse, and now I'm mad again.
0: (laughs) I want you to understand that my (laughs) roommate has full, luscious lips. And then when she hisses about that particular man, she goes full Reba McIntyre <laughs> on the front <flat laughs> lip where it just disappears. It becomes this hiss. <laughs> and it's it's a, bu- it's a beautiful thing to watch The Facial Journey. Yeah. Too bad that it's a podcast and we don't have visual components. Right. But it, it, it truly is. Um, the reason why I watch this show, we have very strong emotional responses and we get all of our... Um, uh, all of our bottled up feelings out. Exactly, ain't shit, man.
1: Exactly, and Jesse is the ain'test of ain't shit.
0: Yeah, he he is not not is not not <laughs> not is not not shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, we wouldn't we if we had Jimmy and Ellie, we could have spared ourselves Jimmy and Ashley 2.0. We could have spared ourselves Ellie and Jesse fresh and fucking boss mm-hmm. man. Ugh, gross, disgusting. Yeah. If you like, if you eat, ha, college freshmen. If you meet a senior guy and he calls you frosh the entire time he knows you, it's not cute. Don't fuck him. It's disgusting. Don't it's fuck, fuck him. Disgusting.
0: It's disgusting.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, if Jimmy and Allie happened, we would have spared ourselves two seasons of disgustingness. And that's all I have to say about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So what about um, Jimmy's endgame?
1: Jimmy's endgame. So her name was
0: Trina. Correct. I keep like,
1: on wanting to call her Trish. It's never it's
0: been ne- Trish. You know who Trish is though? The host. A host
1: plant. plant. <laughs> Trish. She's a host <laughs> plant. <laughs> but uh but, but that'll be <laughs> that'll be season eight <laughs> or nine or whatever. But um I like like we don't know much about Trish, but what we do know of Trish is that she's her his, her relationship with Jimmy is kind of like his almost relationship with Ellie where it's he meets her and she brings out a side of him that he didn't know was there. That kind of aforementioned point in his life where he was seeking independence and seeking agency and he meets Trina and she can drive a car. She can, like, she's, I think, on walkers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And against better judgment also on dreadlocks.
1: Yeah. 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 We don't have to yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate, but like
0: oh, a, a blonde dreadlock usually is a harbinger of doom for me. Yeah.
1: But we weren't
0: there yet in society. And so she's just fine.
1: She's just fine, yeah. Society was like, we'll do this to her and Jane. And then we were all like, No. <laughs> Get her out of
0: there. Get her out of there.
1: But yeah, so she like she she shows Jimmy that he can do all the things that he wants to do, just you know, with appropriate revisions yeah and it's a really sweet relationship we don't see much of it unfortunately uh we just know that he proposes to her in the end and that's cute he's with his best
0: friend and they 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 go off and it's it's a lovely (laughs) send-off
1: it's a lovely send-off and it's a great uh you don't always meet the person you're gonna marry in high school yeah
0: and that's that's okay that's Mm -hmm. a good send-off for him
1: exactly exactly um So, yeah, that's Jimmy's ships. Did we have anything else to say about those?
0: No, I think we're good. We can move on to our...
1: We can move on to our... Anecdotes. Anecdotes, yes. Um, So, if you're new here... (laughs) This is our second episode. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're new here... We have
0: a little structure going on. We have
1: a structure, and every episode at the end, after we've gone through this character's arc, we then share... Um, our own personal anecdotes about a time that we were such a character we're talking about. So this week, Daniel, what is a time that you were such a Jimmy? I
0: was such a Jimmy when I stole medication that wasn't mine. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Um, There are a lot of times where I'm such a Jimmy. Um, I relate to him in the way that, you know, again, having to constantly feel like you need to be the best. Yeah. So that's something, I, I always want to be the best, the best that I can be, really.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think, like, this is this is not a physical something that I have to deal with, but it is, like, a, a mental thing. Where, like, once you have a mental health issue and it sort mm-hmm. of breaks through, we can talk about this more with Craig. Right. But, like, having it broken to you that you're given circumstances as a um, straight-A, you know... Um, top tier, you know, advanced kid, that part mm-hmm. is going to change due to limitations right. that you can't control. You know, yeah. it's not necessarily your fault that something happens and all of a sudden your brain chemistry changes or your body changes and right. you can't do the things that you thought you were able to do. And um, the response is, you know, life's unfair. We don't mm-hmm. know what to do about it and we have to rediscover everything. And just like you know when i had to um when i had to go away for a while to do to handle some brain injuries that i did right. to myself that also happened naturally you know when you get to the age of 18 or 19 sometimes the mental il- the mental illness isn't it, they happen yeah so you have to reassess what you want to do yeah. and one of the things that jimmy does really really well is he is able to stick and move and find solace through his art and Mm -hmm. actually assess that the people around him want him for more than just what he achieves. Yeah, And I found that, you know, much like how Jimmy made great choices with his friends and, you know, his family, you know, chooses to to stand by him, I also made pretty good choices and the people stood by me too. And, you know, that's something that... I think that's really the the strength of Jimmy Brooks is something that I admire and Mm -hmm. hope to sort of live with, you know? So there wasn't like one particular time, but yeah, that whole arc, I really, really identify with it because, Mm -hmm.
1: and just to, I know a lot about Daniel's life. Yeah. (laughs) But like, um, the fact that Jimmy does ice out spinner for so long. Yeah. It, definitely like it's a it's it's important for him like it's important to cut out people who you feel aren't serving you at a certain point in your life when you know obviously for Jimmy it was Spinner getting him shot that he was like look man I need space (laughs) yeah
0: I need to draw a line
1: yeah and I feel like you've done that a lot with your life and yeah you've done that a lot with your life and keep making sure that you keep The people around you, um, are Are that are people that are actually who don't
0: cause me to
1: um, get shot. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: When, when were you such a Jimmy Brooks?
1: Well, I was such a Jimmy when I decided that I am a writer. Uh, we talked about this before, but I, um, for a long time spent my whole life pretty much thinking I'm, you know, I'm an actor. I'm a, I'm kind of a singer. That's my preferred art. I went to theater school and all of that kind of stuff. And it, and then I realized after I graduated that like the business is kind of slimy. Hollywood's pretty gross. Um, Theater isn't much better. So I was like, I don't know if I want to be an actor. And so I had to kind of reassess my identity And then I realized, wait a second, I've been writing basically my entire life for fun, which is something Jimmy does with his art. He realizes, hey, art has been something I've been doing for like to to cope for a while. Why don't I actually claim what I am? Because it's like, it's, it's easy to have a hobby and like feel as though you can't claim it as a thing if you're not making money off of it but you're a writer even if you're you're a writer if you're writing even yeah. if you're not making money off of it just as Jimmy was an artist without his art being seen by anyone but himself. And so, I would say I was such a Jimmy when I finally a couple years ago decided to say, "Hey, I am a writer. I write things and I enjoy doing that and I tell narratives and stories." So, that's when I was such a Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that for you. Thank you. I love that for me too. It's still weird to say like out loud. Yeah. But like I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a writer, which cause it's like you you fear what people are going to say.
0: Yeah. And as someone who wanted to be a writer since he was like an infant, mm-hmm. like I learned how to write and like I'm just going to write things for the rest of my life. Yeah. And being around you and having to sit and just wait for you to come to the realization because it's, it's, it's a lot like you can't tell anybody nobody. Right. You can't tell anybody nothing. That's that's the phrase. You can't tell anybody <laughs> nothing. You can't tell anybody nobody. You can't tell anybody nobody. You can't tell anybody nobody nobody nobody. Nothing. Um, but like when you were like just mentioned like, oh, yeah, I have this idea. Yeah, I wrote it down. It's like, oh, so you wrote a thing.
1: yeah No, I didn't nope. write a thing. I just wrote a
0: thing down. <laughs> I don't understand the difference of
1: that. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> it was because they're the same picture.
1: Yeah. They're the same thing. Simpatico.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the same
1: thing. But yeah. So well, I guess that's that's Jimmy.
0: That's a wrap on Mr. Brooks. That's a
1: wrap on Jimmy Brooks. We we tackled it. We did it again.
0: On John Jacob Jingleheimer. Jingleheimer Jerem- Jermaine. Jermaine Jeremiah Brooks.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, we did it. Yeah, this was a fun one. I I feel a lot
0: better about this one. Yeah, yeah. I feel vindicated. I mm-hmm. feel validated.
1: I feel like we got a lot off our chest. Yeah. This was cathartic. We did it. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's share share our socials. That was about to be a tongue twister. Let's
0: share our socials. <laughs> I'm known as Andy Boy Herman across all platforms. Where are you?
1: I am at OMG It's Key across most platforms, such as Instagram and TikTok. And you can email us or just me. Um, you can email me at cuckoo bananas podcast at gmail.com.
0: And if you want to reach me. Um, send a carrier pigeon, and I may respond
1: or send it to the email and put in the subject line that it's for Daniel Okay. and I won't look at it. I'll be like, I'll, I'll cover my eyes and I'll send it to him. I'll forward it. <laughs> I feel like she'll read it anyway, but it's, okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's
0: fine. We, 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 sh- we, we, sh- we share everything.
1: Yeah. Basically. Even blood types. I ho- I hope so. I want to find out my blood type. Yeah, how do I, we do that? I want to I want to take your blood. Tell us, tell us how we can find out our blood types easily. Comment below. <laughs> okay, is that it? I think that's, that's it. it. All right, thank you guys for listening. We will be back hopefully next week with I believe it's going to be an Ashley Cohen episode, and I believe it's going to be a different special guest. So.
0: Stay tuned. I'll be present in the comments, cyberbullying whoever it is. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye
1: bye.